our radio listeners. And once again, we are privileged to have you a part of the worship service here at the Abundant Life Seventh-day Adventist Church, 1720 J Street. Today is our special communion service day. We are celebrating the Lord's Supper. And we have as our speaker someone from afar. And you'll be happy to know a little bit about him, so I will give you that now. His name is Calvin Joshua. In the bulletins that we have given to those who are in the sanctuary, there is a seven-paragraph description of who he is and what he's all about. So you who are here may read that in detail, but I will just highlight each paragraph briefly. I'm not going to read it all, but as you can see from the first line, he was born in Tamil Nadu, India, in what is known as the Southern Asia Division of Seventh-day Adventism. And he has served the church for 34 years in that division. Paragraph two states that he's been on sabbatical here of recent, that is, he's been away from his home in India for, in fact, seven years now, as he has been doing advanced studies of various kinds. Basically, paragraph three, he is an evangelist, but he's also served as pastor and principal, and even as a missionary for 10 years in some of the far outreaches of his country. And he's also been a radio and television evangelist and conducted seminars. And I was interested to see that he is also a paratrooper and a skydiver. Paragraph four, he's traveled and I counted them on five different continents of the world. Paragraph five, he was recently in Cape Town, South Africa, where he was a part of special studies and producing some papers having to do with intercultural studies for clergy in the era of globalization. Paragraph six, his wife is Susan Joshua. She has accompanied him as he has studied at Andrews University in Berrien Springs, Michigan. And paragraph seven, they are blessed with twins, boys who are 30 years of age. One is a minister, the other is a doctor. That's his life in a nutshell. But what you ought to know is that my wife and I were in his home in Pune, India in 1993 on one of two trips that I have had the pleasure of making, pleasure of making to India, where I visited Spicer College, which is our flagship education institution in that division and in that country. But not only were we near him in Pune, which is about three hours drive from Bombay, which is where we landed and were driven to our headquarters right outside of Pune, but when he met us, he took a liking to Clara and to me, invited us to his home. We visited in his home and had blessed fellowship with him and his wife and his children. And since then, since then, we have kept up with each other from time to time. And when he told me a few weeks ago that he was coming to the West Coast and he wanted to stop in Las Vegas on today, you know what I told him. You know what I told him. So he is here now and he's going to bring us the message of the hour. And this afternoon, he's available at five o'clock. I asked him, did you bring any pictures? Of, of, of your home in India and in Pune and other places in the country? Uh, do you have any pictures of your family? Do you have any things that would illumine our congregation and our visitors? And he said, yes, he'd be happy to share with us, answer questions, and present his DVDs and other information. So at five, we'll be back, and for one hour from five to six, and then we know the young people have something going at six on. But from five to six, we invite you to come back to share with our guest and to get to meet him a little more personally. I hope you will do that, and I know that you will be blessed 
Brothers and sisters, this is a rare opportunity, a rare opportunity. Let's take advantage of it. So go home and eat a good meal, or you can eat a good meal here. There's one prepared, but come back at five and let's fellowship together for that hour with our special guest. We will now have a message and song brought to us by Brother Eric Morris, after which our speaker will come to us and we will listen as God uses elder, pastor, evangelist, doctor, Calvin Joshua of the Southern Asia Division of Seventh-day Adventists. appears and the night draws so near and the day is Guide my feet 
Greetings to each one of you in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and prosper you in your home, in your work, and those of you who are young going to schools, in your studies. I bring greetings to you from the land of India. How many of you have come to India here? It's a matter of time. Some of you will come there. India has invented something very special, zero. So, land of nothing. India invented zero. Zero is a great mathematical figure. The computer language is functioning on ones and zeros. So, no wonder 36% of Microsoft engineers are from the land of India because they have learned how to study more about zeros. <laughs> In this morning, what a great delight for me to identify with you in this worship. Thank you for uh, inviting me to share this pulpit. I want to recognize your worship in this morning. Each one of you have added beauty to the holiness of worship here. And uh, I want to especially recognize your pastor, Dr. Calvin Rock and his ministry here. How many of you are so happy for his ministry here? Can I see your hands? Blessings to you, Dr. Rock. In this morning, I want to talk about rock. He has warned me not to talk about Calvin Rock. So I have decided to write a book on Dr. Calvin Rock. The next time I come, the book will be with me. You can have a copy. And you will understand his contribution to not only your church, but all the churches around the world. However, in this morning, I want to talk about Rock of Ages. And I want to introduce something called H Factor. We all know about G Factor. G decides the gravitational pull. If you cannot fight gravitational pull, you can never fly. Leave alone jumping from the aircraft. So, scientists work very hard. By the way, by the side of Oakwood College, there is a great institution called NASA. And if you ever visit Oakwood University today, you must visit NASA there you will find how people work so hard around the clock to fight against G-factor. In this morning, the Lord has given me a unique privilege to present to you the H-factor. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to John 12, 32. John 12, 32. And I 
if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. A little correction, not only men, but also women. In this morning, there was a Sabbath school here led by a woman by name Deborah. I was so delighted to see her teaching, and she fought tooth and nail to recognize the ministry of the women in the church, in the history. And she said, too much of importance is given to the men alone. I was so happy for her. The church will fall crumbling if not for the ministry of women also. The infant church was blessed with the dedicated and devoted ministries of women. So let's read this way. And I... If I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men and women unto me, Jesus said. The rock of ages. Because he was lifted up. He has been drawing men and women around the world. In our time, the iron curtains fell down, melted. And the pulpit from where communist scholars and professors and legendary giants like Lenin, today the word of God is being preached. Where is Christ? Where is church? Lenin said you will find in museum. And the statues of Lenin is finding it difficult to go to museum today. It's lying on the uh, streets of uh, Russia sometimes. People have stood on top of that legendary figure because Christ is lifted up and he has been drawing all men unto my, himself. I'm so happy in this morning. I am drawn. And I'm so happy you are drawn. And we are drawn by the tallest magnet on earth. Nobody can resist the pull, the magnetic power of this tallest pulpit, the tallest magnet, the most powerful magnet. Mahatma Gandhi, in his lifetime, fell in love with the cross and Christ. He has been called father of a nation in India. And he fought the battle of freedom from the principles of Jesus Christ. Without firing a bullet, he bid farewell to the British colony. We departed as friends and continuing to be part of Commonwealth today. And he said, The man who has given the most to India has never been here. His name is Jesus Christ. Give India to Jesus Christ. If there is any solution for India economically, politically, culturally, socially, intellectually, the father of the nation said, give India to Jesus Christ. He saw the magnitude of the problem in India. He saw the, the discrimination in India. He saw the pyramid, not in Egypt, in India. Human beings arranged in the layers of importance under the system of caste. Nobody will ever come out of this biological pyramid. Bound to die in the same layer. No mobility, no upward look, downtrodden, discriminated forever and ever. And he said, give India to Jesus Christ. The last 10 years, India had 1 million people accepting Seventh-day Adventist church. And the truth, do you believe it? It took us 90 years to reach quarter million. It took only one decade to go for 1 million. We are marching in the direction where we want to add one million every year. What will he do? 
500 million people crushed under the bottommost layer of biological ladder. If Christ is lifted up, if Jesus Christ will draw all men, those 500 millions will accept Christ and General Conference headquarters should be shifted to India. One in six is from India. I'm so happy for General Conference. What a great ministry. From there goes the gospel and the ministers and missionaries, administrators, God-fearing servants traveling all over the world. I'm so happy for the contribution made by General Conference. Let's go to Galatians. Take a little bit of help from Paul. Mrs. White says, Paul spent those three days of blindness about Christ's ministry. Galatians 3. He says, let us consider Abraham. I'm reading from NIV. Galatians 3, 6 to 9. Consider Abraham. He believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham. Today, children of Abraham is a better nomenclature for Christianity. When you say Christ, people are offended in many countries. You go to Middle East, Islamic nation, and you say, we are children of Abraham. Red carpet treatment. And we can present Christ better when we understand who Abraham was. What he means to the saving dynamics of Jesus Christ. So the scripture foresaw that God would justify Gentiles by faith. And announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham the man of faith. So in this morning, we have to consider Abraham because our giant of a theology and Paul said, consider Abraham. Turn your Bibles, if you have, to Genesis 17th chapter. Genesis 17th chapter. One to three. Here he's, the Lord says, I am God of Almighty. He says, I am God of Almighty. He gives his visiting card to Abraham. One day, I was visiting Mother Teresa in Calcutta. She looked at me and said, here is my visiting card. I'm holding Mother Teresa's visiting her card in my hand. It says, Mother Teresa, no designation, no institution, no credential. By the way, Mrs. White, was she ordained? My professor asked in the question in one of the classes. I said, yes. And he gave me wrong. At the end of the test, I went and told him, I have seen the ordination certificate of Mrs. White. And he looked at me and said, that's true, the church gave, but he, she was not ordained. As far as I am concerned, as a historian, I saw the certificate, I answered, what do you say? Take your grade. He gave me my point. Mother Teresa, no designation. She gives me the card. She says, the fruit of silence is prayer. The fruit of prayer is faith. The fruit of faith is love. The fruit of love is service. The fruit of service is peace. Mother Teresa. So, God comes to Abraham and he gives him his visiting card. He doesn't understand what this name is all about. He says, Yahweh I don't understand. I've been following you. God said, this is my visiting card, Abraham. 
and God continues to talk to him. He says, I'm going to have a covenant with you. And Abraham falls down flat on the ground. The third verse says, Abraham fell face down. Abraham fell face down. When was the last time you fell face down? When did I fall the last time? On the ground, face to the ground. It's not culturally appropriate. You don't do it. In fact, you put your hand, uh, leg upon leg, or you put even legs on the top of the table to make yourself comfortable. Where is the question of falling flat on the ground? To pay homage to Yahweh, the Jewish scholars. They are afraid to pronounce the name Yahweh. They are afraid to think of God of Abraham, Yahweh, and the Shekinah. They pause. They don't pronounce the word Yahweh in their Bibles. In Torah, when Yahweh comes, they tremble. Holiness, highest order of glory. Holiness, sanctity. Name is beyond human understanding and comprehension. They wait and pause and meditate the Shekinah behind Yahweh. Then they read further. That's why you will find in Psalms, Selah. Selah means stop. As a student of curriculum, we stop the students and say, give one minute a reflection of what I have said. The next 30 seconds, I'm going to ask you to meditate upon the Shekinah, the glory of God. When was the last time you enjoyed sitting in the presence of holy, mighty, awesome God. The next 60 seconds. Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. One day I was uh, standing by the side of the hotel. An Indian came nearby and he asked me, he didn't ask me, but he asked the hotel, give me a room. The room manager, hotel manager refused because he was a stranger. I looked at the manager and said, give him the room. So the manager immediately obeyed and said, the stranger, please write the name in the register. And uh, the man was old and he did not write. He was searching for his glasses and the glasses was uh, with the wife in the parking lot. So I volunteered to write the name on the register and he gave me a visiting card. I looked at the card and I said, are you that great man's son? And he said, no, I am that man. I ran for life. I wrote the register. I went outside to the parking lot, took his suitcase, took him to the room and made him to sit down and talked with him. A great man. We departed as friends after spending 10 days. I canceled all my mission itinerary and appointment. I went, I called the president of the union. There is a great man who has come to see the people of Northeast India, Mongolian people, forbidden for, by foreigners, forbidden for, by many Indians. So, cancel my appointment. We departed as friends and after nearly a year, I went to see him. I went with my wife and I told my wife, let's go and see the great man. And she looked at me and said, 
come on he was a politician member of the parliament what will he do with you he may not remember you don't waste my time don't may take me to see this man i said for my sake please come with me we went he invited us we sat in in his presence and we saw people coming to meet him everyone who came into his chamber nearly 20 feet they would stay 20 feet far away they would stand and wish him like this and they will fall flat on the ground and get up say a word or two mumble a sentence or two and they will disappear 30 seconds to 45 seconds one after another hundreds of people coming one behind another to respect him to give their regards and and devotion and the man looked at me and said everyone is a phd everyone is a medical doctor or a director or an engineer highly respected people of the community and the district in my own eyes i saw hundreds of people falling flat on the ground to pay respect to a human being abraham was not wrong he had a right to fall down and the covenant abraham understands i would like to request dr rock to stand next to me for just one second so we both are uh, for time being enemies we, sh- we may share the same name i am not worthy to come near him but the lord has given me a privilege to look at his life and today i have now called him to illustrate what went in the life of abraham so enemies we are making a treaty together so we exchange something i can take his shoes but i don't my legs don't fit in it's too big so i will let you go today so we are not exchanging shoes but for understanding we have exchanged our shoes then we are going to exchange our name from now onwards i'm going to be called calvin rock joshua and you will be called calvin joshua rock then the blood we cut a portion of our body it could be a hand or it could be cheek so we cut our hand and we cut the hands the blood is coming out and we mix the blood and we greet one another and say that from now onwards we have cut the covenant we made the treaty and your people and my people will never fight and war we will live and coexist in this wonderful land all right thank you <laughs> so god looks at abraham and says from now onwards i'm going to be called god of abraham so god takes a portion of his name and gives him and abraham is called abraham sarah is called sarah she also gets god was so smart wise he did not stop with the abraham he gave portion of his name to abraham portion of the name to sarah and said from now onwards your name is changed my name is changed you give a portion of your heart i'll give you the whole possession of this promised land that space is changed then the blood is exchanged and abraham goes through circumcision 
99 year old, no antiseptic, no understanding of what it is all about. In the wilderness, dust, sand, all kind of unhealthy situation. Abraham goes through the process of uh, circumcision, not understanding my part. Here is my part in the blood of the covenant. And he says to himself, what an honor. He falls flat on the ground. Twice you will find Abraham falling on the ground, face down. Then, one day, Messiah is born. Messiah walks the dusty roads of Jerusalem. Messiah goes to Gethsemane. Messiah starts praying. Not my will, but your will. The sweat comes in the form of a blood. And he pleads with the Father. I am ready. And I'm willing to drink the bitter cup. As he prays, the prayer, Mrs. White says, whenever you read this portion of uh, Jesus' life and ministry, you must read on your knees. So, as he was praying, the darkness is building up. Martin Luther was preaching in, in Germany. He was defending in front of worms. And uh, Mrs. White writes that every tile had an evil angel sitting to make the place dark. And Jesus was praying. And the evil angels made one after another, made him look the darkest hour of his life. And he prays and pleads. The blood drops fall from his forehead. And as he was praying, if it was not for the angel to come and help him in the process of saving mankind, Jesus would have, would have died in the garden of Gethsemane. And the moment the angel comes, the light sees and the angel uplifts the face of Jesus and guides him through the process of walking to Calvary. On the Calvary, Jesus Bleeding all over from the hands, from the face, from the feet, from the ribs, all over. Why? He fulfills the blood covenant given to Abraham. If Abraham would have seen the sight of cross, if Abraham would have seen the blood of Jesus on the cross of Calvary, he would have fallen backward and died. Fulfillment of the covenant of blood. What an honor in this morning. I want to thank Jesus for his presence. He says, I will give you my name. The voice that breathed in the garden of Edom, Eden to give life to the clay is breathing to you and to me this morning. He wants to give you a portion of his name, the H factor. That is part of his name. You may be sick in this morning. You may be suffering from problems. Your health is running down. There is a headache or a heartache. There's a cancer or whatever may be the problem that doctors are diagnosing today. The H factor. Praise God for H factor. There is healing there. You may be humiliated, discriminated. 1994, South Africa, apartheid came down. A new liberation. Every country, every continent, every community, people are waiting to be liberated. So, if you have been humiliated, discriminated, degraded, domesticated in such a big world of politics. Take courage.
thank god for h factor that is honor for us we can keep our head in dignity because jesus died for us the h factor is a great honor for us this morning if you are defeated if you are disappointed if you have been discouraged there is a h factor hope jesus gives you hope thank god for the h factor hope amidst discouragement disappointments destruction thank god for the h factor if you have tears in this morning in your eyes if you have prayers and if you are crying in your heart to make the next step next stage in your life take courage there is a h factor jesus can hear you jesus can listen to you his hand is not short brother hudson and i were talking and he said that he fasts and prays i was so happy to meet him because i am doing a research on fasting fasting is a symbol of human cry helplessness jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights set an example shown us what we can do in our life to understand this h factor if you are crying there is a h factor he can hear you in this morning amen if you are deplorable if you have a dark life in in front of you take courage thank god for h factor help is on its way obama won the presidency by talking about not policies not foreign exchange not diplomacy he talked about only hope you made him a president we need hope in the church in the community in every institution jesus says my presence is a hope for your life thank god for h factor hope you may be in las vegas this is the last place on earth to thinking about god and you are seated here hungry after the righteousness of jesus christ you want to learn about jesus christ what a contrast if people are partying holidaying there is a h factor holiday sabbath day jesus is saying i am the lord of the sabbath i am calling you thank god for the h factor holiday is in las vegas holiday for god's people if you have evil spirit haunting you in your home in your work not able to understand the dynamics of evil spirit and evil influences evil angels evil warfare take courage thank god for h factor he says i will give you holy spirit i will lead you into apostolic holiness i will lead you into pentecostal life and journey in for me so take courage don't worry about the spiritual warfare satan is a defeated foe he is defeat today we are celebrating the defeat of satan the victory of jesus we are taking the part of bread and the wine symbolizing jesus we are with you in your victory thank you for taking all the defeats and thank you for calling us to be conquerors victors so thank god for the h factor he gives holy spirit for the evil spirit of influence if you are hunger hunger is the biggest disease around the world millions are not able to have one decent meal if you are hungry the lord jesus says i will give you my h factor and there will be harvest you will have enough to feed this season and the next season if you are dumb if you are speechless spineless hopeless gutless in this morning 
take courage in the h factor thank god for the h factor he will give you hallelujah you can say hallelujah you can say hallelujah praise the lord thank god for the h factor if you are full of tears if you are sorrow if you are in misery the lord says take my h factor i will wipe your tears i will give you happiness you will not cry anymore i have a home for you i will take you to a mansion and i will give you happiness we had in sabbath school we are heaven bound heaven heaven is another h jesus says take my h factor thank god for h factor he says i will give you a heaven there may be homelessness people are struggling to hold their home people are afraid to land on the streets thank god for the h factor heaven in this morning i want to invite you to enjoy the presence of h factor god's holy presence when we go to our home the heaven in this morning jesus is thinking of you and me and walking up the down up and down the whole golden streets of heaven thinking of you and me what a privilege that jesus is thinking of us this morning thank god for h factor heaven i want to end with a story heaven is not simply a home heaven is a place of coronation we will be given a crown and we will take the crown and feet put at the feet of jesus and say thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus story is told of a diamond cutter he was cutting diamonds he cut many many diamonds one day he chose a diamond and he was working on every day and night day and night dawn to the dusk morning till evening around the clock throughout the day throughout the week throughout the month for many months he was working on the diamond cutting and cutting and cutting every day the more cut the diamonds will glitter sparkle reflect refract and brilliance of diamond is decided on the on the merit of its refraction and reflection so the diamond cutter was cutting and cutting throughout the day and night and one day the story says the diamond looked at the diamond cutter and said stop it and he went to cut again the diamond said stop it and the diamond cutter looked at the diamond and said what stop it i can't take it anymore you have been grinding me morning till evening throughout the day and throughout the week throughout the month i am afraid of you stop it no 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 little more no don't touch me stop it enough is enough no more don't touch me diamond cutter says you look brilliant little more no don't touch me the diamond cutter puts the tool on the table and looks at the diamond and says tomorrow is the coronation the king our dear king will be coronated and you will be placed in the middle of that crown the crown is beautifully made there is an empty space right in the center of the crown everyone who looks at the king will look at the crown they will look at you what shall i do the diamond looked at the diamond cutter and said grind on <laughs> the diamond said grind on grind on grind on in this morning i want to conclude by saying there is no crown without the cross there is no star without the scar grind on 
Jesus, grind on. Jesus, grind on. Jesus, grind on. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Joshua. Let's turn to number 412. Look upon Jesus. Sinless is he. Father, impute his life unto me. My life of scarlet, my sin and woe, cover with his life, whiter than snow. A message like this must not be concluded without an appeal. So as we sing, we're going to open the doors of the church. Look upon Jesus, sinless. Our deaconesses and deacons are going to prepare for the next part of our service. But we dare not leave here after this message without opening the doors of the church. And if you are here today and you're not already on God's side, now is the time. Now is the time to get that H factor going in your life. Amen. The H factor of hope and happiness and heaven. The doors of the church are open. The saints of Zion are singing and praying for you. You may have just wandered in here from some other place. You didn't know you were going to make it here, but you're here. Or maybe somebody brought you here. Or maybe the Holy Spirit told you to come just to hear this message. Second stanza, deep. And you would like to, by standing, say, yes, I want that hope factor in my life. Amen. If you're not already a member of the church, we invite you to stand. And by standing, you will say, yes, I want that hope factor. I want the help and healing and happiness that Jesus brings by his blood. And here I stand. I'll let you take my name and we're talking. I want you to help me to get ready. Would you stand, whoever you are? You're not already a member? Or you used to be, perhaps, and you want to say like, Brother Spivey did this morning. I'm coming home. Stand up, Brother Spivey. Let him see you. Here's a man who's already made his peace with God. He said, I'm coming. Anybody else? You've never been. Or used to be. Cover with his life. Whiter. Fullness. Fullness of his life. Anybody else? I know Brother Harold, but anybody else? My sin and woe cover with his love whiter than snow. Thank you. Now we're prepared to separate for the ordinance of humility. The men will go 